And now the disclaimer. The topics heard on Into Your Body is primarily meant for mature audiences and is not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. The suggestions and opinions heard on this show does not necessarily represent the views of this station, its management, or their underwriters. These suggestions are not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or other malady. Discretion has been advised. And now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Into Your Body. This is number 38. Hi, my name is DJ. And I'm Sam. And this is Into Your Body, the show that helps you get into your body so that you can get the most out of life. And in this episode, I've decided to go a little bit off the cuff here, right Sam, on. because I know we have, uh, before we start the show, we, you and I have a brief discussion about what we want to talk about right. and where we want to, where the show wants to go, the direction right. of the show. I am going through a book called Freedom from Your Inner Critic. It's written by uh, Jay Early and Bonnie Weiss. Hello out there. I think they're local to Eugene, Oregon. And I'm, I could be wrong. I don't know. The names look very familiar. Yes, it's a book by Early and Wise. Early and Wise. Yeah, I ought to read this in the morning, and it is Sunday <laughs> morning. Listening to the broadcast version, so it is Sunday morning. So right. we're early, and might as well make it wise. So... I have my 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 wonderful LPC so, kind of sort of talks about this book and mentions things here and there. And I finally cracked and got myself a copy of this book. And it is talking about all those things that those those little bugaboos that we place into our heads that tell us we're not good enough. We're not strong enough. We're not cute enough. We're not sexy enough and so on and so on and so on. Even though I'm a teeny bit into the book already, I've already started to make a correlation between what the inner critic, how to deal with my inner critic, how to get, how to talk to it, and seeing what the inner critic is trying to do, and tying that into body positivity, tying right. that into concepts of self worth, concepts of Feeling good about who you are as a human being, not just as a person, but also as a sexual being. And I noticed that uh, there was a connection right. between me feeling good about myself in terms of me being a sexual person, being that I being being a sexual person and living with that identity, right, and fighting the societal norms of what that is supposed to look like. Agreed, yeah. Where it's like, outwardly, if I'm supposed to present myself in a traditional form, let's just, let, let me just say like outward expression. I'm supposed to present myself in a standard male, cisgendered, heteronormative way. Male, right. cisgendered, African-American male. And I'm supposed to look a certain way act a certain way, dress a certain way, even speak a certain way. Right. In order to be considered normal and good, right? Right. 
if I step outside of that norm, I get pushback. If anyone steps outside of that norm, they get pushback. Pushback from you're not supposed to look that way. You're not supposed to talk that way. You're not supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to sing that way and so on and so on. Yeah. And so those criticisms from outside become criticisms from inside. Right. From within. So when you have those criticisms that are just bearing down on you and you're trying to express yourself, you hear those you hear those criticisms, you hear those judge those those people judging you and wanting you to basically straighten up and fly right as it were to just fit in. Ask right, act right. Now, the upside of that is those criticisms are supposed to come from a positive place or a well-meaning place, I'd rather say, yeah. where we want to protect the other person. We, those other people in my life who are saying, you can't do that, you can't act this way, etc., were thinking about me as safe. And we want you to be this way because this is considered safe and normal and okay. Please don't deviate from that. And then they'll tell you some anecdote about someone who tried to deviate from the norm and they got punished for it in one way or another so that's why you got to walk this line because i don't want to see you punished or hurt now as well-meaning as that is that screws up a human being right because it instills them a lot of negative self-talk about themselves saying that this aspect of themselves is wrong or bad or incorrect or deplorable in one form or another right and that becomes our inner critic yeah because when we're little and young and impressionable, we take the things that are shouted at us or repeated to us over and over and over as part of ourselves. Right. Rather than, you know, we don't understand that it's supposed to be an outward criticism. It becomes our inner criticism. And it becomes an inner criticism because in our formative years... Mm -hmm. And adults fail to recognize this when they're talking to people younger than they are, especially children, especially teachers to students, parents to children. What normally would work for human beings as a course, as a form of course correction Mm -hmm. for children, it's them saying, okay, how can I be human? Is this a way that, that makes me feel like I'm a human being? Yeah. So you have in front of me the... Just the last part where it says where she works. Ah, okay. Bonnie is a licensed... Oh, she's in uh, LCS in California. Yeah. In New York. Uh, One of the writers. Yeah. Thank you for for that. So that was Bonnie Weiss. Bonnie Weiss. I want to say the the Austrian-German way. Bonnie Weiss. Weiss, yeah. I love love that language, German. Uh, one of the many languages I, I I take, and I'm such a geek. You are learning, learning <laughs> and learning these, and just like learning a language, you exactly you accept those words as this is how I operate. This is how I am to communicate to other people, because they had to learn it. The people that were showing you the judgment and the mm-hmm. criticism. They are reflecting their training, 
they're not actually showing this is right, this is wrong. They're just actually reflecting what they learned. Right. But we also take it as that's who I am. When you hear you're bad, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're, you know, stop doing stupid things, stop being stupid. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you're like, okay, I'm stupid or I'm ugly or I'm useless. And that starts to drill itself down and bore itself into the brain. Yeah. And then your attitudes and then your mannerisms and then how you dress. So when you look into the mirror, you start criticizing yourself. And it doesn't take that many times of being told the same thing to create that. That different synapse in your that brain. Synapse. That, that, yeah, that's that, that making that different road, that different pathway in your brain. Yeah, because they say you only have to hear a thing three or four times before it becomes a synapse. And if you repeat a habit within 21 days, it starts to it's stick. It's not a habit anymore. It stops being a habit. That's why so many people mm-hmm. do three-week seminars or three-week training programs or three yeah. weeks because they want to get you up to that speed where it starts to feel like second nature. Yeah, it's no longer a habit. It's a program. Yeah, feel and act like yeah. it's second nature is what I wanted to say. So that has the same effect when you're trying to learn who you are as a person. Now, how this affects a person sexually, that does play into not only sexual expression, but just personal expression, too. Right. This this goes beyond gender expression. This is just expression, period. Yeah. This feeling of hearing your inner critic and then trying to ignore it is a challenge for many people not only just for not only just for the sake of sexuality but for the sake of sex itself and going through this book even just reading it for the first time the parallels between self-esteem self-worth and body positivity and sexual positivity are all aligned with each other it's not that they meet in the central point they're intertwined. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Because and all of your emotions and all of your thoughts and feelings work together to create that that issue or that... That issue? Yeah, that issue. <laughs> that issue, that know. idea, that... that, that yeah. That mindset, probably? Mindset. Thank you. I knew there was something there. There's words that, that are always there. There are words. <laughs> up there somewhere in the heavens. <laughs> Generally lost in my head. Well, they're there. For a reason. Yeah. But it makes sense to me that it feels like this is this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to feel like. And I rather enjoy the fact that I like... I like this little bit of a journey that I'm going on where I start to pick this apart and sharing this with other people. Right. And speaking of sharing this with other people, we have so much more to share. We do. Yes, because we've got a break coming up. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and do a little more sharing and then yeah. talk about how we can take that inner critic that we have and start working on how to... Not just just ignore it, but learn how it's trying to help you and then guide us. Learn how to take what it's saying and make it a positive thing rather than a negative. 
right, turning your inner critic into your inner supporter. Yeah. Which is a nice thing to do differently. Because <laughs> these brain weasels aren't much fun anymore. No. So anyway, you are listening to Into Your Body number 38. And you're, if you're listening to the broadcast, you're listening to us on KEPWLP 97.3 FM in the city of Eugene and streaming online at KEPW.org. If you're listening to us anywhere else, you're listening to us primarily from IntoYourBody.BuzzSprout.com and all the places where you can listen to podcasts. We will be back with more about sex and self-acceptance from Into Your Body right after this. your body episode 38 where we're talking about how our self-esteem affects our sexuality it does quite a bit yeah so in the first part we were talking about how the inner critic thoughts can derail your sense of self-worth yeah and how that can affect positivity towards yourself and how we get there to start with and so if that negative talk got us there in the first place we need to replace that negative talk with something positive so the goal of the inner critic as mentioned in the book freedom from your inner critic by uh, jay early and bonnie weiss which is uh, what i referenced earlier was mentioning that the purpose of that inner critic is to try to protect you from harm from other things but that inner critic can be hindering of, of course, as we know that. So what we want to do is want to try to take that voice and try to turn it into like an uh, inner supporter. Right. Yeah, like an inner mentor. That's what they say early on. There are things that I'm learning that I'm getting out of this book already, even though I'm a few chapters in yeah. into the book. There's already things that I'm already understanding and already unpacking in my own self. Right. You know, learning how to accept those little bits of myself, but not to look at it from a point of criticism. But to look at it from a point of this is an element of me and not to look at it as critically and not to be afraid of now, if I show this out here, where am I? How is someone else going to react? Right. Because all of that inner criticism is based upon someone else's reaction. Yeah. Or fear of. Or fear of someone's reaction. Yeah. Not only were we looking at this book, but seeing there are other points of view as far as tying sexuality into freeing yourself from your inner critic. Mm-hmm. I found an I found an article, but you found an article, Sam. Yeah, we both have interesting things to share on this. Yeah, what did you find? Well, I have um, from HuffPost a blog by 
Gila Shapiro, who happens to be a psychotherapist and certified sex therapist. And the blog's title is Sexual Self-Esteem, a short course. It goes on to say how our self-esteem affects every sexual choice we make, like with whom you have sex and when and whether you limit yourself sexually and how and whether you choose to not use protection. So it's pretty interesting. She talks about how all the messages that we get and give ourselves really can put us in a bind sexually. Like how we feel about our body, that's her number one point. How you feel about your body affects your ability to express yourself sexually. Because if you're uncomfortable with your flubber or whatever, you know, you're worried about one little piece of your body that's just going to turn somebody off. I remember that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago about your bingo wings flapping bingo in the wings. air. <laughs> uh, to describe what bingo wings are, to those of you, to the uninitiated out there, it's uh, what, what loose loose skin under on your upper arm that when you move wobbles. <laughs> I don't know where you got the phrase bingo wings from, but it's hilarious. It is hilarious, and it's kind of. What most people call them is your bingo wings. Okay. <laughs> so you were talking about your so-called bingo wings, bingo that flap wings. of skin, mm-hmm. where you know your your tricep would be. Yeah, back back when I had fat in there to hold that skin out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your relationship with that? That doesn't bother me in a bit. It doesn't bother you in a Not bit. really. How it doesn't make you feel like oh gosh, any bit of self consciousness. Uh, you know it could. But it doesn't for some reason. That doesn't bother me. What really bothers me is my breasts hanging down and pointing at the ground. Really? Yeah, that bothers me. Why Why is that? I don't know. Because I have this idea in my head of what I used to look like. Mm-hmm. What's going on with your breasts? I'm old. They fall down. <laughs> you know. I mean, given that, it's, given that this is radio, I'm right. wanting yeah. to help. I've gotten older, I've fed three kids on them, mm-hmm. and they've become rather floppy. Plus, I've lost, what was it, uh, 72 pounds so far. Everything's getting a little floppy. So yeah, that that kind of bothers me. But then again, we all have body parts that we're not really happy with. But it doesn't stop me from enjoying my sexuality and enjoy being sexual with someone else. So how do you get to past that point of caring and still being able to enjoy your sexuality despite? That's the hard part. See, for me, I was raised to be a sexual being. I was pretty much trained that that was my only value as a female. That's somewhat disturbing. It is a little. I guess I've just watched older ladies that I admired and notice that they don't give two craps about what's going on. They just go do what they want to do and how they feel and express themselves openly. I often wonder those people do that because they've been through the ringer and that they've reached an age where they say, you know what, forget it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I wonder if that was. I wonder if that's the story. This is my vehicle. This is not me. Pointing to your body. Yes, pointing to my body. So there are ideas to how to get over that. One I have read was one that was written by Angela Gunn from January of last year in Talkspace. And one of the suggestions that was brought up by Angela Gunn 
was remember to identify when sex is being used as a tool to control, harm, belittle, or subjugate personal self-worth. Also, there's another side of that where yes. we want to tell that there's a, a bit of a warning, a caveat there that it's good to find your self-worth in order to feel good about yourself sexually as well as feel good about yourself overall but not to fall into the easy laid trap of using sex to, to pursue yourself. yeah for sex to pursue that validation of self-worth right yeah that's a tr- that's a tricky thing that because, is it yeah because it's easy I'm, to fall yeah it's right there where i heard you mention where you said you were raised to be I a was sexual raised to being, be a sexual being and i'm thinking a lot of people who are raised to be cisgendered female mm-hmm. in certain areas were raised to be a sexual being where their sexual expression was valued over what else they can do who yeah. they were as people their only value was as a sexual object their only value is seen in being seen and being used as a sexual exactly object. did you mean that yes that's mm-hmm. what i meant and so I think that is part of a problem in terms of getting your sexual self-worth in line. Yeah, for lack, it of, is a, for lack of a phrase that I can get, get with because you think that, well, if, they, if I do this and this person will love me and they'll like me and they'll go to bed with me and therefore I'll be okay. Well, it's, like, well, it's the same thing like, um, like we touched on a couple of weeks ago in the Sex Questions episode where – we have like the the nice guy reward syndrome. It's the right. same thing. Mm-hmm. I did this. I did that. Now they're supposed to sleep with me because I t- took all the steps that I was supposed to take. Right. So where's my reward? Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous place to be in. It is. It is. And it's not good for anybody to be there mm-hmm. because then you just become sex. You're not, you have nothing else. Yeah. You just become a sexual object. You have you nothing else. A toy. That's not fun. No. To to be just considered just a toy because that will screw with us. That will mess with us, uh, a feeling of self-worth. Absolutely. I think because what if you can't perform sexually one day? What if you can't give your yeah. sexual, what if you can't give your sexual partner what you want? That's dangerous. And what they want mostly because it doesn't matter what you want. Yeah. That's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So the one important thing to realize that I'm going through, that I'm learning, that I'm going through this book, is that that self-worth has to be practiced from learning what that inner critic is trying to do and then reassuring yourself. Right. One way is to reassure yourself that that is different. And I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn how not to rely so much on positive feedback. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. I mean, I need a positive feedback, but well, out, external, external positive feedback, but positive feedback for myself, like this makes me happy. This is good. And not caring about how many people fill the theater as it were. <laughs> how many pe- people find you suitably fuckable? Mm-hmm. Pardon my French. How many people find us suitably attractive? Yeah. And desirable. Desirable. That's the word. Thank you. We were looking. We were looking to say desirable. We were thinking desirable. Okay. Sexually desirable. Thank you. I can be sexually desirable if I wanted to. <laughs> if I thought about that. Yeah. So there's more to talk about this to unpack. So much. I want to. I want to do that. 
But until then, we are going to wrap up the broadcast side of this show because there's so much more to talk about. So I invite you all to continue listening to this Into the Deep Dive, which is available at Into Yet, which is available yet. Invented a new sound. It's just available. Intoyourbody.buzzsprout.com and at all of the other places where podcasts can be downloaded, listened to, and shared. That's also Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. And you can even tell your smart speaker in between the conversations it's listening to you. To say, hey, play into your body episode 36 or 38 or 14 or any one of the episodes and it'll take you to that episode. Also, please reach out to us. We're on social media. We're on Twitter at Into Your Body One. We're also on Tumblr and Facebook, despite their adherence to the Sesta Fosta Monster, because this information is meant to be shared and obtained. Because your body is important, ain't it? We're there at both places as Into Your Body Podcast. And also, New Tumble, for those of you on New Tumble, we're there as Into Your Body Podcast there as well. We'll keep posting these episodes. But until then, we've got more to talk about sex and your own personal acceptance. Accepting yourself. Yes. Coming up in part three. So, until then... Don't Don't forget forget to to masturbate. masturbate. Bye-bye. This is episode 38, and thank you very much for listening. If you're jumping over from the broadcast side and listening to us, thank you for listening. If you're still listening to us on the internet, do intoyourbody.buzzsprout.com and all the other places where you can listen to podcasts, thank you for sticking around. And also thanks to Buzzsprout for hosting our website. Buzzsprout can help you get your website in order as far as getting a podcast to the masses goes they can help you out as little as nothing so go to buzzsprout.com for more details about that and if you do start up a podcast please tell them into your body sent you thank you buzzsprout thank you buzzsprout so we're continuing the subject of sex and sexual acceptance and and we're going to talk about how to get out of those nasty well, a little, well, some things that help you get out of those nasty mindsets and self-talks that you give yeah. to yourself in order to point yourself into the correct direction of who you want to be, which is yourself and being comfortable in yourself and loving yourself for who you are. And a lot of times that does take practice in silencing those voices that taught you to be more critical toward yourself and to be more judgmental toward yourself because those voices of criticism and judgment were pointed at the self before. And as we discussed in the first part of the show, 
those voices were there in an attempt to protect from harm and criticism and attack. In the process of this, it also protected and people. It stopped us. It's it didn't not only protected people from attack, but it also stopped us from making the effort, trying, doing things. It stopped us from trying. Ah. It stopped us from trying to be who we really are. And that is not a fun place to be. No, it isn't. It isn't. So there's ways to point the ship in a more positive direction. And one of those ways that I that I'm learning is to forgive you that voice. Forgive that voice, because because one one reaction to that inner critic is to lash out at it. Yeah. One way to, but if you keep lashing at it, there's that conflict that keeps happening. Right. That inner conflict is that inner voice that was encouraged, that was installed to talk to you. So that inner critic is no longer, is we associate that with those outside influences that told us we were bad, we were awful, but that is what was convinced our inner mentor, our inner our inner support system, that that was the truth. And now we have to learn how, and because that is really us talking to us at that point, right. because it's been so ingrained. Mm-hmm. And so at that point where you're saying, it is me talking to me, that means you have to be nicer to yourself. Yeah. So you need to forgive that voice first and foremost. Yeah, one of the really cool things that Dr. Shapiro talks about is what would you say to a friend who said these things about themselves? Right. What would you say to them? And it wouldn't be anything right. and it wouldn't be anything harsh. Yeah, it's real unlikely you're going to go to your friend, "Yeah, you're ugly, you're funky, you smell bad, nobody's going to want you." I mean, why would you do that? No. So don't do that to yourself. Exactly. I'm not going to. That's one thing I needed to unlearn because I've always been feeling that for myself, battling that voice, Mm -hmm. battling that criticism was me rebelling against that person, that situation. And it turns out that that because it was repeated to me so long, it wound up being me telling that to me. Yep. Yep. Sure does. And so I have to say, hey, me. It's not like that. Nah. Let it go. So forgiving yourself. Yep. In letting your cutting yourself slack. I think that's a better phrase. Cutting yourself, cut yourself some slack. And be nice to yourself, because by golly, you deserve it. That's real important to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Nicer to yourself. Go easy on yourself. And that's one thing. Do you have Do you have anything? Oh yeah. Um. One of the things that I always talk about on just about every one of our podcasts, communication. You know, your partner is not responsible for knowing what you like, what makes you feel good. That is not their responsibility. It's yours. You know, figure out what you what you like, what feels good to you and tell them. You know, you don't have to use like a big spiel or even a lot of words. Just 
like even a moan or an expression can tell them that you're really into whatever it is that they're doing. But if you don't tell them, how are they going to know? They can't read your mind. So this is tied into letting them know what is what you like, what you don't like, what you feel, yeah. what feels good, what doesn't feel good. So you don't have bad sexual experiences because you can really have bad sexual experiences. I know a lot of people say even bad sex is better than no sex. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Bad sex is damaging to both of you. Mm-hmm. And that ties into the self-esteem. The self-esteem because you need to be able to express and if you're worried about oh they're gonna think I'm a freak or you know they're gonna say something rude to me or about me or they're gonna get disgusted and walk off you know that's that's really damaging to your your psyche and you'll continue that cycle of self-harm so the next that's the next question how do you get over that feeling well, they say, she says, um, to reflect on your feelings about sharing your sexual preferences, how do you feel about communicating what you want? Do you judge yourself for what you like? Withholding that information can certainly lead to a very dissatisfying sexual experience. So, yeah, you don't have to do it in bed. You can write it if you're too shy to say it. You know, whatever it is, however it is that you can get past that, I am not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm too freaky. Too weird, too, too strange. strange. Too strange. Too weird, too strange. The things I like are not acceptable. Nobody's going to want me if I want this. That's well, crap. I wouldn't want to feel in being in a place where everything I do is just not good enough. Right. You know, that, that, that goes back to the I am enough mantra right that you know looking into the mirror and saying hey you're 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 all right I approve of myself I love myself that's a way of forgiving and silencing not just silencing that inner critic but forgiving that inner critic and letting them go their own separate way and retraining retraining your brain to do the retraining that right retraining that inner voice instead of being a critic being an inner supporter not just saying everything you do is ice cream because you still want to have that ability to discern well yeah you've got to be um reasonable i mean you've got to understand that nobody is perfect because none of us is no it's not about being perfect it's about it's about accepting yourself for who you are and seeing those good parts and enhancing those parts. Yeah. And of course, not looking at those bits of you that aren't really positive or negative, but just are. Yeah. But just are. Just are. That's an important thing. I mean, if you're if you're negative and you truly are negative, then that's a whole other situation and you need to take care of yourself. All right. You know, take care of your inner self so that you are no longer that negative person or whatever. Okay. And so, do we have anything else? Do we have one more thing? I do, actually. I have one more thing. All right. Well, before I go to that one more thing, let's take a break here. Okay. And we will be back. Okay.
And while we take a break, let's talk about our favorite lube. Our favorite lube. Alcadabra. Alcadabra. Alcadabra is wonderful. It is. It is a great product. It is one of the few lubricants out there, personal lubricants out there, that feels good because it's made with 100% aloe vera. Right. It has no parabens. Yes. No phthalates. That word. No petroleum products. Yeah. And no other BS chemicals that dry your skin. And take away. That most important moisture, that osmolity. Yeah, the stuff we actually need. Yeah, the key things to keep your skin happy and wet and joyous. Yeah. And, and you know what I discovered what Alcandabra can do for you too? What's that? It makes a great aftershave. Wow. You can put it on your face after you shave. And the healing power of Alcadabra's aloe vera, 95% aloe vera in every bottle, helps nourish the skin and help keep your skin moist hydrated and happy and it smells good too i know and it makes it even more kissable i'm using peppermint tingle on my face and let me tell you it not only feels good my partners say it also tastes good when they kiss me yeah so go out to alcadabra.com and use the coupon code af bell that's af B-E-L-L, and you can get 25% off of your first purchase of stuff from alcadabra.com. Alcadabra, naturally magic. And now we're back to Into Your Body. Okay. So one more thing about sex and self-acceptance. Yes. What do you got? And this is from, again, from Dr. Shapiro. You know, um, you know, sex means different things to different people. We express ourselves differently sexually. Nobody's the same. And we expect sex to be one body part doing something to another body part, mm-hmm. right? But it's not just that. It's our attitudes towards ourselves and our attitudes towards our partners. And... Uh, She advises that you take a moment to think about what sex means to you. Be clear with both yourself and a partner before a sexual encounter about just what exactly you're about to do. It's okay to have different meanings, and it's just helpful to have the information in order to make a clear sexual decision. Mm. So, yeah, that's really important. And the more self-acceptance you have about your sexuality, the whole thing, Every stretch mark, dimple, and saggy buttocks, Hmm. every fantasy and desire, the more engaged your sexual experience and sexual satisfaction. And she's right. Hmm. Letting it go, learning how to be comfortable in your own body and your own skin is a challenge for a lot of people. And that is really tied to a sense of self-worth and self-acceptance into themselves. Absolutely. And I think everyone should... Nope, don't like the word should, ought to go forward and do more research and find what their self-critic is saying to them and how it can be a good thing instead of a negative. How we can turn it into a, a an inner partner, an inner working partner. Right. The authors early advice in their book, Freedom from Your Inner Critics, say, and I've already used that phrase already without crediting them, but I did say mentioned it a bit. Uh, how to turn your inner 
critic into an inner champion or an inner mentor. Yeah. And that is a good idea to do this. And um, like I said, I'm working through this. I can't officially recommend it because of the disclaimer at the beginning. But I'm learning how. But it's one path that I'm taking mm-hmm. in order to dismantle all the BS, the rules that I've learned. And to just basically rebuild this like a marine. Yeah. To be more comfortable in myself, to be more like myself. And that's a challenge for other people as well, because getting into, like I said, we want to get into your body to get the most out of life. Yeah. Part of it is learning how to love yourself for who you truly are. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know why I'm so sexy? How? Well, it's not because I'm short, flubbery, and funny looking. It's because I am sexy. You believe it. I believe it. I believe it. All right. So thank you, everybody, to listening to Into Your Body number 38. This is the end of the episode. If you want to join the conversation, please hit us up online at IntoYourBodyPodcast at gmail.com. That's IntoYourBodyPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at IntoYourBody1. That's the number one. We're also on Facebook, IntoYourBodyPodcast. We're also on Tumblr.com slash IntoYourBodyPodcast. We're also on NewTumblr.com, IntoYourBodyPodcast. And you can catch Into Your Body Podcast at all of the other places where you can listen to podcasts. That includes Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and your smart speaker can be told to listen to the Into Your Body program by saying, stop listening to my conversations and recording it to Amazon. Just play the <laughs> Into Your Body podcast, why don't you? And it'll take you to the latest episode or whatever episode you want to play. Also, please remember that we are also broadcasting to the world at kepw.org courtesy of community radio station kepw lpfm 97.3 in eugene oregon Quack. this show is copyright 2019 djb sundress company i'm dj and i'm sam do you have any tips for everybody else before we get out of here yeah be kind to yourselves mm. learn to love you be kind to yourselves that's important. Yeah. I need to be kinder to myself. You need to be kinder to yourself. Everybody needs kind. Yeah, cut. You know, that's a good advice. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack. Yep. Stop treating yourself like the enemy. And most importantly, don't, don't forget, forget to, to masturbate. masturbate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.